0: What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the Crew Sports Pod. Make sure to check out our Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. I'm Michael Akeem, as always, joined here by Vito Vittel. Vito, we made it to the end of the college season. Exactly. I'm so excited to talk about the Bulls. Now we got the best part of the college football season.
1: Really, what we watched most of the season four, just
0: in anticipation for the end of the year. Yeah, so huge news over the weekend in college football brent venables will be oklahoma's next coach
1: yeah that'll be really cool because i didn't really think oklahoma and for the most part until this year the big 12 didn't really play much defense and brent venables is probably one of the best defensive coordinators ever so having him at oklahoma they're about to have a solid defense
0: yeah no i was just kidding the big news is the (laughs) college football playoffs the final (laughs) rankings came out (laughs) 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 that's definitely the biggest news that happened this weekend yeah so the eighth ever college football playoffs will begin on new year's eve with number one bama taking on number four cincinnati the first group of five team to ever make it that'll be the cotton bowl and then later that evening number two michigan will take on we thought was the most dominant team throughout the whole year number three georgia in the orange bowl
1: yeah that's definitely gonna be exciting uh congratulations to cincinnati being the first group of five team your prize for doing so is playing alabama so good luck and the michigan georgia game sounds amazing both those teams are literally the exact same in so many different ways
0: yeah i was thinking about that it's gonna be strength on strength for both of them it'll be a good matchup to see which line is better
1: yeah absolutely
0: so this will be the eighth college football playoff bama has made seven out of eight which is crazy Super impressive,
1: insane, yeah.
0: This will be Georgia's second college football playoff, and Michigan and Cincinnati are both making their debuts.
1: Wow, Michigan's always been close to that uh, well area of getting to the playoffs, but I guess I keep forgetting that Ohio State always beats them, so Michigan never really has a chance to get in. Yeah, they always get kicked out. Exactly. So big year for Michigan and Cincinnati. There's been so many different group of five teams that have been close to making playoffs including like the UCF national champions or whatever, 2014, 2015. Or I forget when they won it, uh, hypothetically. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> finally, Cincinnati gets their chance,
0: and I'm excited for them. I mean, they've been asking for it all year. They've claimed they're legit, and now you're going up against the best. You're going up against the standard in Alabama. So we'll see. We'll see how, how they like being in the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. I think they're going to enjoy it as much as Notre Dame usually does. Uh, that's why I think so too, but we'll see. Uh, the rest of the new Year's six bowls also got announced. We got the Rose bowl. It's going to be number six, Ohio state versus number 11, Utah. I think that's going to be a good one. I think so too. Utah
1: beat Oregon twice and pretty badly. I think Utah's really good. And obviously Ohio state just star studded and they probably feel like they deserve to be in the playoffs. Even, though, I mean, they don't deserve since they lost twice, but they definitely had a talent to be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they were so close. We got the Sugar Bowl is gonna be number seven Baylor versus number eight Ole Miss. That's gonna be a fireworks game. Honestly, that Baylor defense has
1: actually surprised me. When when they play against Oklahoma State, they looked really good too. That goal line
0: stop in the end. Yeah,
1: insane, insane.
0: Kept Oklahoma State one foot from being in the playoffs. Exactly. Or having a chance to go to the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I don't know if they make the playoffs soon, if they get in, but it was all erased
0: after that stop. Mm-hmm. The Peach Bowl is going to be number 12 Pitt versus number 10 Michigan State. I'm excited to see how those offenses are going to be.
1: Yeah, two Heisen candidates, I believe. Kent Walker from Michigan and Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. So it's about to be. That'll be a really good one, a lot of scoring.
0: And then the one we're going to be most interested in, Coach Freeman's first game is going to be in the Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame against Oklahoma State. Excited
1: for Coach Freeman's debut. As a first team out, uh, I mean, this Notre Dame team has a lot to prove, and I think Coach Freeman, unlike Brian Kelly, because Brian Kelly preaches treat all games the same, Coach Freeman knows the importance of a New Six Bowl, and I think the Fighting Irish are going to be ready to take on Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, and since the Coach Freeman announcement, I mean, Notre Dame and South Bend has just had – a different vibe. I mean, they were hyped. It was like all feel-good moments when they announced Coach Freeman finally as a head coach, and every Notre Dame player just absolutely loved it. They're so excited for their guy.
1: He's so yeah, he's amazing. And he's really just a wee coach. Everything <laughs> is about every player and each individual. And I and I'm not saying Brian Kelly was necessarily a me coach, but uh I mean some of the things he says, I feel like he does care about himself and he throws players under a bus. And I don't think I don't think Freeman will do that. So it's it's gonna be exciting. I think the kids are gonna love this energy.
0: Yeah, new era in South Bend, and what a way to kick it off.
1: Yeah, that'll be a good one. And I actually, I I want to say the Fiesta Bowl is gonna be one of the bigger ones when it comes to the ranked matchups, number five and nine.
0: It's Highest ranked game outside of the playoffs. Exactly. That's what I meant to say. That's yeah, highest ranked game outside the playoffs. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I think it'll be a good or it'll be a perfect start. For Freeman's coaching career, like head coaching career, if you can start your career off with a win in the New Year's Six Bowl.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Oklahoma State's not that easy of a team either. Like, they're definitely really good. And they just had a recent loss, and they have a lot to prove. And what better way to do it than beating Notre Dame? Like, it's definitely going to be a good game.
0: Oh, definitely going to be coming out with, like, an edge to them after so close to winning the Big 12 championship.
1: Both these teams felt like they could make the playoffs. And
0: it's awesome that they get to play each other. What do you think about the final ranking, 1 through 12?
1: Actually, I agree with almost everything. The only thing I don't quite agree with is I think Cincinnati should have been above Georgia. But I want to say that ESPN or the committee, I guess, just did that. So they didn't get an Alabama versus Georgia repeat. That's the only reason because Cincinnati is undefeated. I think they should be number three.
0: Really? No, I think should definitely be ahead. I think I would have even potentially kept Georgia at like two even, but that wouldn't have made a difference if they were two or three. They still play Michigan. But Georgia was, was the top dog the entire season. They were the most dominant team, the most complete team. They never let a team even get close to them outside of like the 10-3 win week one against Clemson. It's just one loss in the end. So yeah, they're not conference champions, but they have, I don't even know how many top 25 wins. They have like four top 10 wins.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Georgia has not just been that dominant. And really, even looking at the Alabama-Georgia game, it was the second quarter that just, they just got dominated. But even most of that game was fairly even. And they were they were ahead 10-0 to start the game.
0: People were saying all year about, or towards like the end of the year, Obama should drop. Alabama shouldn't be in the top four. Like they have lost, they whatever, whatever. Look at them now.
1: <laughs> That's the rap poison Nick Saban was talking about. Yeah. The good
0: rap, the yummy one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was never saying that they should be out of it. I I mean, I thought they were going to lose to Georgia too. I always thought Alabama should kind of stay in the playoff rankings just because when you watch them and you know it's Alabama, you yeah. know they're one of the top teams. But I thought they were going to lose to Georgia, but I still wanted them in just because you know how good Bama is, and well, they beat Georgia, so they, they quieted everyone. So
1: I thought they shouldn't be in the top four, but only because I thought well, they're, they're going to get their chance anyways against Georgia, and if they aren't playing well, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't really matter if they play Georgia. And now I agree they should be number one the way they beat Georgia. Uh, I mean, at overall, none of it really matters until the last ranking, and I think the last ranking is right.
0: That's true. That's a good point.
1: Uh, and even outside of the top four, I think Notre Dame is pretty much there. Like, if they beat Cincinnati, they should be in. But since they didn't, they should be out. And That makes sense. Ohio State was pretty much the next best team anyways. And then, yeah, everything else was was ranked pretty fairly. So I'm all for these rankings this time.
0: Yeah, not not as much drama as previous years with the rankings. Yeah. I think everything kind of just naturally worked itself out. Anyway, so with the eighth playoff starting on New Year's Eve, for this week's ranking, we're going to look back at the first seven college football playoffs, and we're going to rank them from our favorite or from the best college football playoff to the, I don't want to call it the worst because they've all been good, but the not not best college football playoff. So from the best to the not best.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, best and not best, because
0: they are all, all really good. Take us through the criteria that we're going to use to make decisions between close playoffs. So, the biggest thing that uh, we thought was most important
1: to what the best playoffs was was if there's close games, because close games means uh, there's fairly even competition and, you know, just good entertaining quality. And the next one is uh, since there have been a lot of blowouts, is just the quality of the team that's won it, uh, because there are some really, really stacked teams in the or the years in the playoffs.
0: Lots of NFL talent has been through the college football playoffs so far.
1: Exactly. It's like almost watching an NFL game a lot of times. And then uh, the last last criteria is that the championship game will weigh more heavily than the semifinal games.
0: Okay. So let's get into it. So you were telling me when we were doing like prep for the pod, you already had one you thought was going to be number one i have yeah. no idea so i will let you start us off okay yeah which is it's pretty exciting because
1: this team's back in this but the year georgia was in this the 2017 college football year and the 2018 playoffs uh there's two different overtime games and those are the only two times there's ever been an overtime game in the college football playoffs and so round one georgia against oklahoma went to overtime 54 to 48 and then georgia lost to alabama Fun fact, Devonta Smith caught the game-winning touchdown from Tua Tungualoa, and Alabama beat Georgia 26-23.
0: And that was their freshman year for both of them, I think? Yeah, yep. Wow, we got a little glimpse of future stars, and we didn't even know it at the time.
1: (laughs) But yet, they still won the national championship.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Yeah, so that's actually, that's also the only year, the final was number three versus number four. So both semifinals game were upsets oh wow yeah that's facts You had alabama took down number one clemson and number three georgia took out number two oklahoma
1: yeah overall that's really interesting so the semifinal game was baker mayfield uh and he had he showed out against georgia and yeah that game was amazing and then the finals everyone was thinking like because this is after a couple years of clemson and bama so they were more interested more people were more interested in the one four matchup which didn't turn out as well. But, yeah, overall, that was the best playoffs, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that Oklahoma offense. Yeah, I remember the Baker Mayfield, CeeDee Lamb, Hollywood Brown, and Mark Andrews. Yes, That was yep, a college they... offense.
1: <laughs> the, that offense could score so many points in the NFL right now.
0: But that was the year Georgia also had all the crazy running. backs. They had Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb in the backfield. Facts. And then that Alabama team, Jalen Hurts, got them all the way to the playoffs. And the first half of the championship game, and then Tua came in the second half and, like you said, threw that touchdown. But the strength of that team, I think, was that defense. Every single player from that defense went into the NFL draft except one player. That one player was Levi Wallace, who starts for Buffalo now.
1: That is insane.
0: Wow. But, yeah, two overtime games out of three in that playoff. So definitely a lot of good games. We had high-quality teams. And the final was a good game as well. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. The 2018 college football playoffs were put at the number one. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was an, it's a classic. And I'm excited because Georgia's back in there. So, hmm, they've only played in all, overtime
0: games in the playoffs. Wow, that is true. They've oh, Georgia's only had overtime games in their playoff appearances. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I'm excited to see them in
1: there, though. I mean, that's a really good Georgia team.
0: Well, George always has instant classics. All right, next, I'm thinking another really good finals game, the 2017 year. It, I was exact, I was going to say the
1: exact same thing. Yeah, around that time, everyone thought Alabama was kind of untouchable. And just the way that game ended with Deshaun Watson's iconic touchdown pass to Hunter Renfro, uh, yeah, that's just an instant classic. And I think that game itself is it called for what's uh playoff classic.
0: I think that's been the best game so far in college football playoffs probably. The semifinals were not as dramatic. You had Clemson beat Ohio State 31-0 and Alabama beat Washington 24-7, but Alabama and Clemson, that was their second year getting to the championship. You had Bama Cle- beat Clemson the 2016, 2017, Clemson comes back and beats Bama.
1: Honestly, one of the things that gets underrated in that 2017 year was that Ohio State team was actually a favorite against Clemson. They were like a touchdown favorite or something. They were like, or at least a decent favorite. And Clemson went there and just absolutely destroyed Ohio State. And I think that was around the year that Clemson just started getting real national respect. Because the year before then, uh, I think not many folks thought Clemson was named that good. You know, they were able to somewhat hang with Bama.
0: Yeah, and that Bama team was again loaded with talent. Everyone from that defense, except one player, went to the draft again. And that team included on defense, you had Jonathan Allen, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Ruben Foster leading the defense.
1: Yo, man, yeah, that yeah, that's just solid defense. I I would say overall, the the Washington team was pretty stacked too with Miles Gaskin, Buda Baker, the speedy John Ross, and. Beat away! Wow,
0: I did not know all four of those guys were on that Washington team until I did research for this pod. To be honest, because yeah, I didn't really remember that Washington team like that well, but I definitely remember the final game.
1: No, that final game was iconic. Yeah, so because of that, mostly because of that final game, I would say twenty seventeen is is the number two.
0: Yeah, now it gets interesting. I've
1: a one in mind, but. This isn't this isn't because of the closeness or anything. The one where LSU won it all cuz the semifinals game between Clemson and Ohio State was also an instant classic.
0: Yeah, that was we talked about that game earlier on the pod when you're talking about um Justin Fields. Cause that was the game where in the very end of the game he's trying to make something happen. He threw that pick when he was trying to get to Chris Olave.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep. And
0: yeah, that Ohio State team
1: their whole defense defense had like so much NFL talent like three of the first four picks yeah Akuda, chase young and that office is still pretty strong too with fields and dobbins and olave and garrett wilson was a freshman that year and he made a couple of big plays it was just such a stacked team
0: the lsu game i mean the lsu team i think is the best we've ever watched definitely the best team that's been through the playoffs i think
1: absolutely Actually, and the biggest thing about that playoffs was I want to say the quality of the teams overall were the best. I recall like having debates or who was the best team between like Clemson, uh, Ohio State and LSU, because all three of those teams were absolutely dominant that year at 13 and 0, not even playing a single close game. And even the number four team in Oklahoma, they I'm pretty sure they beat all their opponents that year. Like they won the rematch
0: in the Big 12 championship. So much NFL talent in there. Yeah. Even Oklahoma, that was the year Jalen Hurts was there. And he's that was CD Lamb's breakout year. Yes, CD was a monster that mm-hmm. year. And Jalen Hurts got back to the playoffs with a new
1: team. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. All the hype around Jalen Hurts on the new team. Yeah, he made the playoffs
0: and Alabama didn't. Everyone is talking all about that. And then <laughs> he played LSU. <L2. laughs> oh, I mean, the LSU team was not fair. Yeah, That's the only playoffs actually without Alabama. Yeah, which is kind of crazy,
1: and mostly because LSU pretty much eliminated them. But again, to be fair, that LSU team, like you said, it wasn't fair. They're just so good.
0: Even the yeah, LSU had Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire on offense. And uh, I didn't realize how
1: good he was, but uh, Terrence Marshall, he plays on the Panthers. I, I think he's a
0: first or second round pick. He was another weapon for Joe Burrow that year in the LSU Clemson game. Out of the starters for those teams, there were 10 players that ended up going in the first round. Holy wow. Is that Lawrence, Etienne, and uh, Higgins? For- From LSU, you had Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Dillair, Patrick Queen, and Caleb Von Chase-Han. And then Clemson, you had Trevor Lawrence, Etienne, Isaiah Simmons, and A.J. Terrell. Oh, shoot. I forgot Terrell and Simmons were on that team. Wow, and they're yeah. pretty good at that NFL, too. I love the Isaiah Simmons pick in that draft. Yeah, he was so he fast. He dropped to like 7 or 8 or something like that, I think. and I was like, why is no one taking him? Yeah,
1: so that was my big thing for that 2020-year playoffs. It was just because of the oh. buttload of talent. What were you going to say?
0: And you got Derek Stingley Jr. was on that team, and he looks like he's going to be a first-round pick this year. So Yeah, top three or four. So wow. that's another... One that hasn't even gotten to the league yet, but will be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State is probably going to be a top early pick this year, too. So, just so much first-round talent in that playoff.
0: And Olave. And Olave, yep, yep. All right, so 2020 is number three. Yeah, that's interesting. Mostly just because the talent. One other thing, the LSU team broke every possible record on offense you could have for the college football playoffs. Oh, <laughs> especially the Oklahoma like, game. Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, they put up 63 on Oklahoma and then 42 in the final.
1: Yeah. And I feel like they had like 50, 49 or 56 of the half, something like that. Yeah. They were just insane that game.
0: Now let's see what we got left.
1: Um, now it gets a little tricky.
0: What about, I was thinking between 2015 and maybe last year's, just because Alabama was so dominant last year.
1: Yeah, and Devonta Smith's game against Ohio State
0: was insane. He had like a Heisman moment at the half, like two hundred yards at the half or something. And they they stopped trying at by halftime against Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl.
1: Yeah, that that and they did this. I mean, they destroyed uh, Ohio State too. I think. I mean, last year's Alabama team and Ohio State destroyed Clemson. <laughs> exactly. Last year's it was just so diluted because all the four, all three of the games were just blowouts. They weren't really too fun to watch for too long. They were only good if you're, like, an Alabama fan, I guess.
0: I think 2016, I think the only good game was the final, too.
1: Oh, so then 2016 and 2015 both really had one good game each. And the thing is, the 2016 game, good game, was the final, while the 2015 one was in the first round between Ohio State and Alabama. But I just love the story of the 2015 year. I guess we didn't really talk about the story as a tiebreaker, but that was when Cardale Jones, the third-string quarterback, Live into a championship.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I was just thinking Barrett. Yeah. So we're we between 2015 and 2016. I say the tiebreaker will be the talent, cause that Ohio State team was pretty good. You had Zeke, Cardell Jones, Michael Thomas, Joey Bosa. Yeah. And they kicked out a decent Alabama team. I mean that team had Derrick Henry and T.J. Yeldon. It had Amari Cooper.
1: And they destroyed the the Oregon team that looked really dominant with Mariota.
0: 2016 Alabama's team was crazy, especially on defense. But they were kind of they were kind of younger. Actually, honestly, that's so just
1: so impressive for uh Clemson to really hang in with a team that's that as that, uh, stacked as that Alabama team. Uh, that just shows how good I guess Sean Watson was. And honestly, that Oklahoma team was pretty stacked too with all the B- Baker Mayfield's weapons. I want to say uh, as much as I love the Ohio State story, I want to say the 2016 one just had more talent.
0: I didn't know anyone from the Michigan State 2016 team. Yeah, honestly, I don't really like that
1: team. I, it just doesn't really even ring a bell. Like, I don't remember much I of mean, anything the, about they that. They
0: lost to Bama 38-0. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, they
0: just weren't good. <laughs> Go look it up and tell me if you knew any of the players. <laughs> I
1: remember Jalen Watts Jackson. He scores on the last player of the game.
0: <laughs> you remember when they scored against Michigan that year? Well, was that the year of the punt block? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's the only player <laughs> that rings <reached> the bell. <laughs> the only reason I remember it is because I've seen that highlight for that block putt like a million times. Yeah, so that Michigan State team was like, nah. Like, I remember, I know even less of the Michigan State team than that Washington team.
1: Yeah, the Washington, yeah, exactly. That at least had a few people. And I even remember the quarterback, Jake Browning. But I don't even remember one thing about this Michigan team, State team.
0: But it was the first edition of Clemson Bama. It set up Clemson coming back to beat them the following year with Deshaun Watson.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So we put twenty sixteen next because of the. I think because of the final game, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think twenty sixteen and that final one is pretty good. And honestly, that as dominant as that Clemson, de- I mean Alabama defense was. Watson, like, put an unheard of amount
0: of yards on them. That defense was crazy. Every year these Alabama defenses have had almost every player go to the draft.
1: Oh, Mike Williams is on that 2016 Clemson team. I forgot about him. And should we do the 2015 playoffs next with Ohio State?
0: Well, I think it might be easier to do it this way. Let's put, would you say 2019 was last? Because you had Clemson smack Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. And then Bama beat Oklahoma. So that was, I think, the third time. Clemson-Alabama played in the final and that game. That was Trevor Lawrence went crazy that year. That game wasn't even close.
1: Honestly, I want to say the most recent one is last, though. The 2021, because Alabama just smacked everybody.
0: Yeah, but that talent on that Bama team was crazy, too. And the Ohio State team.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, I see what you're saying. The talent on the most recent ones are just, okay, I
0: see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that one would be better than the 2019 one. Because 2019, like, that Bama team was really good because the, the Oklahoma team they beat in the semifinals in the Orange Bowl had – that was a Kyler Murray year. They had Kyler Murray, CeeDee Lamb, Hollywood Brown on offense. Oh, yeah, I was saying that should be last. <laughs> but now no. But now that you mentioned, they also have – that one had a lot of talent that year, though.
1: Like, a scrap load of talent. Actually, now that I remember, Clemson's entire D-line, I believe, went to the NFL, like, first or second round.
0: Hmm. Okay, so we got 3 left. We got 2015 where Ohio State beats Oregon in the final, 2019 where Clemson beats Bama in the final, and 2021 last year's where Alabama beat Ohio State in the final.
1: I would say okay, let's put the Ohio State one next cuz that was the only one with a close game and the the third-string quarterback does make it a cool story.
0: Yeah, the first edition of the college playoffs. It was pretty hype, like the first time ever having that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: And I think that was like the end of the Oregon era. Yeah. When Oregon's the high-powered Oregon offense. They had a nice little stretch early 2010s.
1: They, I mean, they recently seemed to come back, but I don't know anymore. Mm, not
0: the Oregon that it used to be, with like Chip Kelly.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. That Oregon, that Oregon Temple offense would just score right away, everyone. Yeah.
0: All right, so 2015 will be next. Now we got to decide 2019 or 2021.
1: Honestly, right, at the, you had me until the end when you just mentioned all the talent, and I think 2019 just had more talent. That uh, that Alabama team was the one that actually did have the four NFL receivers at the same time when they had like Waddle, uh, Judy Ruggs, and Smith, and Tua, and Josh Jacobs, and then Quinn Williams and Xavier. And then that Clemson team was super stacked too with those four defenders on the line that made it to NFL in the same year, and then like Trevor Lawrence, and T. Higgins on offense, and Travis Etienne.
0: You know, Josh Jacobs was the second back, actually. He was number two on the depth chart. Damien Harris was one. Oh, really? Wow. Mm
1: -hmm. But I guess, dang, I didn't even realize that. I think... I don't know if necessarily that Bama team was more stacked than last year's Bama team. Last year's Bama team just executed better. I think it was just more experienced. I think they're equally stacked. I want to say that that Clemson team was better than last year's Clemson team, though. Uh, Oklahoma was definitely really solid. And Notre Dame,
0: I guess which Notre Dame year was better? 2018? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> they, were, Neither of them had a chance. Like the last year, 31-14, their score against Bama only looks like respectable because Bama stopped playing at half. Like the game was, honestly, you could tell it was getting out of hand at the first quarter, and it was over at halftime.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, uh, my my point is, I think... I think overall, talent wise, both those playoffs were fairly equal. Outside, I guess if we could just make a difference between the Notre Dame teams, uh, which one was better? And actually, I want to say twenty twenty, like the more recent Notre Dame team was
0: better than the undefeated one going into twenty nineteen playoffs. Yeah, actually no, because I think our defense was better in twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say because yeah, that that was the year when like love was there and. We had like Alohi Gilman and all those guys.
0: Okubra it was artillery.
1: Yeah, that defense is really good, but that offense just got off. Even last year wasn't that good, but I like Kyron. He and he'd make the plays every now and then, and same with Mare. Because we we actually at least scored a couple of touchdowns
0: last year. We didn't even like we weren't even close. They really didn't mean anything. Yeah, no, it didn't really. <laughs> uh <laughs> So which championship? Should we decide it on the championship then? The championship game? Yeah. Okay, bet. Yeah. That's... Okay, so we got. Clemson beat bama forty four to sixteen in twenty nineteen and Alabama beat ohio state fifty two to twenty four last year
1: okay, neither of them were really that close either uh, but in terms of turning point that twenty eight twenty nineteen one was the uh, emergence of trevor Lawrence a new star was born uh last year was just like, oh damn, Alabama was good again. It was like really good again uh it's hard to really differentiate those two, uh. But I think, I think that yeah, the 2019
0: one. Wow, so we're really gonna say last year's was the not least best. That's crazy because last year's was good. Yeah, I had fun watching the
1: Al- that Alabama team was just fun to watch for a little moment. I became a not like a legit but a fake Alabama fan just because of how fun it was to watch the offense.
0: I like the Ohio State team too. That's true, with Fields. With Fields and Olave. And Sermon in the backfield and Master T. Yes, okay, yeah. That was definitely really fun, too. Even their defense, bro. Their cornerback, Wade. I liked him. Yeah, Sean Wade, yeah. Oh, and Najee. He hurdled a Notre Dame player in the semifinal. Mm, you know. uh. And Patrick Sertan. We literally threw at him once that game, and he picked it off. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I think went out of bounds, but like that was—it was almost a pick. The one time we threw it, Ian Book threw his way the whole game.
1: Dang, I don't—I don't really know though, because I, I want to go with that, but I also think it was—I—I I don't want to say Charles Lawrence coming out party year was the worst, because I don't think that was the worst. break. it's not
0: worst; it's the least best. Okay, with with that being said, I think I'm fine with that. The 2019 year—that was the year Alabama had, like you said, the four receivers all they had four first round receivers two first round quarterbacks and i can't even name how many first round defensive players were on that team okay let's just make an assumption that the
1: 2019 uh clemson team was better than the 2021 clemson team but the 2021 clemson alabama team was better than 2019 one it's not a fair assumption because both teams were super talented on both sides but just. Makes this a little easier. Then, we'll say both Notre team teams were, I guess, basically even. They had strengths or whatever. So, a big difference was, was 2019 Oklahoma with Murray better than 2021 Ohio State. And I think if we're going about this, I want to say the Ohio State team was better in 2021.
0: Yeah, because they were good offense and defense. Oklahoma was an offensive team.
1: Exactly. And so, just based on team quality, I want to say that would break the tie and make twenty twenty-one the sixth and twenty nineteen the seventh.
0: Wow. I actually like I like that analysis. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think deep about this. That's crazy though, because I I love the they these were all good.
1: Yeah. I think it was software year. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, you remember we saw the Trial Lords beat Alabama that year. And that was just that was so much fun just seeing Alabama lose by that much, but I want to say
0: that is the worst overall playoffs thing. All right. So let's recap this list. So the best college football playoff that we have experienced was in 2018, where the final was Alabama beat Georgia by a field goal in overtime, led by Jalen Hurts. And then Tua came in in the end through Devontae.
1: Yeah. That was,
0: it's the classic. Yep. Our second is 2017 where Clemson, after losing to Alabama in the previous year, led by Deshaun Watson, came back this next year in 2017 and beat Alabama in the final on a last-second touchdown from Deshaun Watson to Hunter Renfro. Another classic. Another is a classic, exactly. Third best playoff 2020. The best team we've ever seen in the playoffs, probably, the LSU team, loaded with NFL talent on both sides of the ball. Absolutely dominated that year. Broke every record I think on offense. Fourth, we got 2016. The second ever playoff. The first battle between Alabama and Clemson. The beginning of a modern day rivalry. With Alabama coming up on top 45-40. to 40. Fifth, we got the first ever college football playoff. with Ohio State beating Oregon in the final. Sixth, we got Last year's playoff, where another very NFL talent loaded Alabama team beat an Ohio State team 52 to 40. And the least best college football playoff was 2019 when Clemson beat Alabama in the final to even their playoff record to two wins apiece. And they beat Alabama 44 to 16. So now I got one more question for you. Where do you think this year's playoff will go on that list?
1: Yeah, that was a great question. Oh, man. Honestly, Georgia was the only team. Actually, they've only played in overtime games in the playoffs. They're back in it again. And honestly, this year, looks like a uh, slate for them to have good games. I think the uh, the Georgia-Michigan game is going to be an absolute battle between two really good teams that are about the same. Uh, I want to say Alabama beats Cincinnati pretty easily. But then whoever is the winner between the Michigan-Georgia game against Alabama will probably be a very interesting game, too. Because I want to say this year's Alabama team was a little younger. And because of that, I mean, mostly due to how much talent they lost last year, uh, they seemed to struggle a little bit at first. But, I mean, they got everything clicking. So they're definitely going to be really good. But that inexperience might show and it might be a close game at the championship game.
0: I think Bama goes through this playoffs just d-
1: dominates both rounds
0: yes i had to think about it but yes
1: oh dang well in that case then it'd probably rank pretty low but i want to i want to rank it like at,
0: it's gonna be somewhere in the middle
1: yeah i was gonna say it's, Four gonna or five. Be, it's not gonna be the best i don't think this year's talent beats really any of the year's talent though well i
0: think this year is the youngest i feel like
1: yeah, exactly. And that's the big thing
0: about Alabama. Like, we don't know how good this team is, really, because Jamison Williams came out of nowhere. I have a prediction. I think a lot of them are going to end up in the NFL. <laughs> Based off the past. Yeah, that's facts. I think there's going to be a lot of defensive players from this year's playoffs all over the league. Cincinnati's got a couple cornerbacks. Yeah. Georgia's got D-line and linebackers are going to be in the league for a long time. Michigan's got a couple D-ends. And Alabama somehow, I think their whole team ends up in the draft every year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They'll be fine. They just won't be drafted this year
1: because of the youth.
0: Yeah.
1: Dang. Meji's going to be out and against Cincinnati's corners.
0: Oh, yeah. That hurts. That hurt. Yeah. That was really sad to see. I don't know. It'll be a good one. As if we put 2019 as the or the least best, that I means the, the playoffs, they're doing something right because these are all, if, I, every year is just so good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Every team is just so complete every year, and this year's just, I think, all around. Like you saw, just a bunch of really talented teams lose.
0: Well, I guess with this uh, this is all also just like speculation and predicting. I guess we should we should see maybe after we should come back and add it to the list after we watch it.
1: That's fair. No, that'd be cool because yeah, we don't know.
0: All right, let's move on to the NFL now with our Week 14 pick'em. So, even though the Bills had a horrible game on Monday night.
1: Yeah, it didn't come down to Monday, unfortunately.
0: I, I still won the week last week. I'm ahead now 7-4, to four, Vito. NFL is getting tough. I just don't even know who to pick anymore. Yeah. <laughs> There's still a lot of weeks left. So it's not over yet. But looking ahead to this week, I see we have some similar picks. But let's go through them. So, going on to week 14. We start with Thursday with two teams that could not beat the Detroit Lions. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> yeah, that's they
1: deserve a trophy for that because pretty much everyone else could successfully beat Detroit. Uh, but
0: I'm going to go with a team that actually lost to Detroit in Minnesota. Yeah, I think Minnesota has to bounce back after that. Although Pittsburgh had a good win against Baltimore last week. Yeah,
1: Baltimore kind of went for two and they shouldn't
0: have though. Okay, I got Minnesota as well for this. We got Baltimore at Cleveland next. So remember Baltimore when they they went for it on fourth down against Kansas City. Harbaugh was like, I trust Lamar, he wanted to go for it, and they just ended the game when they got that fourth and one. Yeah. I guess similar thing happened there. I think so too. Harbaugh trust yeah. Lamar wants to go for two go for the win. Harbaugh trusts him. I guess he's fifty percent on for the year now in those decisions. So either way. They ended up losing to Pittsburgh, and they're at Cleveland. Another divisional game.
1: Yeah, I, I got to go with Baltimore. I think they bounced back, and I'm not really that hot on Cleveland anymore.
0: Yeah, you started the year off hot with on Cleveland. Yeah. Baltimore, I think I'm going with Baltimore as well. I think they need this to stay in a good seed in the playoff race. Next, we got Tennessee playing Jacksonville. Yeah, almost the only other team that you could always, almost bet against. and I'm going to go with Tennessee. Yep, Tennessee. Vegas at Kansas City. That kid did us wrong last week, Vito. <laughs> I was going to say, dang, I trusted him. It was close, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, this time they're playing Kansas City, so regardless of what the kid says, I'm not going to go against
0: Mahomes. I checked, you know, just in case. But he did say Kansas City, but I'm not following it anymore. I said I'll follow it until I was wrong. That was good for a week. <laughs> you got your good upset pick, though. It was. <laughs> um... Next, we got New Orleans at the Jets. New Orleans, uh, their quarterback situation is still a little up in the air. I kind of like Taysom Hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i was, I think. Do I-, so I like him? But I didn't. I didn't say he was. good. Yeah, I was good. I, I like him. I think he needs a little bit more practice at court playing quarterback. I think he's had more snaps at receiver yeah. than anything else. But I think with a little bit more. Snaps that quarterback, he'll be better than like seventeen for forty yeah. or whatever he was. No, I laugh because
1: I, I think a perfect game for a Taysom Hill type quarterback would have been last night, uh when Buffalo played New England <laughs> <laughs> in the in the wind bowl. Yeah, he would be the perfect quarterback. Yeah, he
0: could have done what what Max Jones did. Yeah, forty one handoffs on and three pass attempts,
1: and we still lost. Yeah, that's crazy. But you know, anyways, I'm going with New Orleans. Jets are like the third team that you can show his bets against.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are that's the the Trinity. Detroit, Jacksonville, the small and, three. And, yeah. <laughs> um next we got Dallas at Washington. Washington's been hot. And Dallas, even though they won, uh I feel like they've been going they haven't
1: been as hot, and I think this is a great chance for them to prove it in a divisional game. So I'm gonna go with Dallas.
0: That's what I was thinking as well. Washington's on a four-game win streak, though. Oh.
1: But, wow, I didn't even realize. That was...
0: I just, I think Dallas's offense is it's too good to not put up points.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Atlanta at Carolina.
1: I'm going to go with Carolina. And wait, I'm confused. I feel like you usually go with them.
0: No, I don't go with Carolina. <laughs> no, this is our first difference. I'm going with Atlanta. The only time I even will consider going with Carolina is if Christian McCaffrey's playing. And he's done for the year, I think. So I don't like Carolina that much. Next, we got Seattle at Houston. Okay, maybe there's four teams that we regularly pick against. Yeah, I forgot about Houston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Houston, Detroit, uh, Jacksonville,
0: and the Jets. The Jets, yeah, are pretty much locks for losses. Russ can carry his team to win over like a Houston or something like that. All right, next then is the easy one. Detroit at Denver. Both got Denver, I'd say. Yeah. Giants at the Chargers.
1: Yeah, give me the Chargers at home.
0: Yeah, home game for the Chargers. And I usually like the Giants, but, you know, the injury bug is back. You know, they might be starting Jake Fromm at quarterback.
1: Good year for Georgia.
0: Yeah, talking about that 2018 playoffs. They signed Jake Fromm off the Bills practice squad. He might be getting his first start. Next, we got Cincinnati playing the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Yeah, at first, I wanted to go with Cincinnati being at home, but I just know the like the 49ers have looked a little bad as of late. Well, just losing that Seahawks game, but they're a good team, and I think they'll beat the Bengals.
0: Wow, I thought we were going to differ on this one. I thought you were going to take Cincinnati. I forgot you liked the 49ers because I went with the 49ers as well. Yeah. Although I like Cincinnati more. Yeah, I do too. I like I, Cincinnati. I just, yeah, yeah, I just think San Francisco's gonna win. Yeah. I wanted to go with Cincinnati, but nah. Wow, not that many differences in them this week. Buffalo at Tampa. I'm just going I have to go with Buffalo every week. Yeah. I, I appreciate that loyalty. Uh but I, I, I think Tampa's a better team and they're at home. And after what we saw on Monday night, I couldn't see anyone <laughs> making Buffalo for this week. Yeah. The weather was a factor. <laughs> sure, sure. Three, they had three pass attempts. Bro, Mac Jones didn't even need to play that game. Yeah, that's. I just don't understand how
1: why, uh, the Bills could just absolutely lock down like the Patriots. I
0: like I don't even really understand how any score was let up. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I kind of anticipated our offense struggling because like they depend on the pass heavily, and yeah. Fifty mile per hour wins.
1: No, I throw the situation. ball situation. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a pretty solid New England
0: secondary, anyways. That too. Moving on to Sunday night football, Chicago at Green Bay. Yeah, I've got time. Well
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> i I I think the Bears have beat like the Packers once in, on in Lambeau Field since I've watched football, like thirteen or fourteen years ago. And this year's gonna be no different.
0: Those years, the Green Bay quarterbacks have also been either Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, that's fair. While the Bears quarterbacks have been like Rex Grossman, Jay Cutler, Mike Glennon.
1: <laughs> exactly. We got Fields this year, but also is he uh, gonna
0: play this week?
1: Actually, that's a good point. I think Dalton's playing. So, but oh, even yeah. if Fields yeah. is playing, I still don't take the Bears on the road.
0: Yeah, I mean, he needs a, a couple years of development. Then we wrap up with Monday night. Rams at Arizona. I think the Rams need a win over a good team. They haven't beat a legit like top-seeded team this year. And I think they need one. So I'm going with what I want as opposed to maybe what I think. I'm going with the Rams. That's crazy because I'm going with what I want
1: opposed to what I think is going to happen. Because I think the Rams are going to win because they need that win. But I, I want the Cardinals to win and have that sweep. Because, I mean, I think they've played an overall
0: higher quality every week. Oh, yeah. I think Arizona has been the most consistent team in a very up-and-down year. Yeah, exactly.
1: But, yeah, I think Arizona wins that one. I mean, I don't think, but I want Arizona to win that one.
0: Wow, so we went opposite. We think the other team is going to win we won. That's interesting. I think the Rams, the closer we get to playoffs, I think they got to start figuring out. I think they will start figuring out. I think the chemistry just needs a little bit of exactly. time. They got so many pieces. Exactly, A win over Arizona would be huge for them.
1: And exactly. And that's why I think they're going to win.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, that's going to
0: be tough. Yeah. All right. I think that's all for this week. Another college football heavy week, but a lot happening in college sports. But make sure to check us out on Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. And we will be back next Thursday with more sports.